Thanks for checking out the Oasis Church podcast from Camden, Arkansas. Each week we share the message from our Sunday worship service. Join us anytime. More information at camdenoasischurch.com. Well, good morning, church. It is such a privilege to be here with you this morning. I am excited to gather on Christmas morning. I, I think it's every year we're looking for opportunities and ways to just bring the reason for the season. I mean, we, we talk about it on Sundays, but we know when Christmas Day gets here, it's, it's all about presents and family and busyness and cooking and, and taking care of all the things we have to take care of and celebrating those things. And those are beautiful moments. I love this time of year for those things. But often I'm trying to figure out ways that we can incorporate reminding ourselves, reminding our kids what this is all about. And we have that privilege today because we get together uh, on Christmas Day as his church and look at his word and, and rejoice in what Christ has done. Each one of these candles that they've lit represent um, the looking forward, the coming king in Advent. And, and what it is, is, is it represents the peace of Christ that he would bring, the hope that he would bring, the joy that he would bring. Um, it represents the, the salvation that, that Christ has come today. And, and we were reminded of, of these things that, that Christ has come into our lives in such a special way to, to be born um, in, in a manger, in a very humble way, but also as, as to be a perfect sacrifice, to come with a purpose to be fulfilled. And in John chapter 1, I know it's not the Christmas story, but we see this beginning story of who Jesus is. And we're going to look just for a few minutes about um, the light of Christ. And when you look at the word light all through Scripture, you see that, I mean, it's a very interesting um, study when you start seeing how light represents these things, spiritual things in, in the Word of God, but mostly it, it points us back to Christ. And I want to talk about today uh, the light of Christ and what He has done as He's come with a purpose, as, as the light reveals His character, as it reveals His purpose, and how it invites us to come into Him today, uh, to be mindful of this. And today, I just want Scripture to point us to Christ and let us celebrate what he has done. Let's take this moment, and it's not going to be a, a long moment, but let's just take a few minutes today and be reminded that Jesus Christ is the reason we're here. It's the reason we celebrate. It's the reason we have joy and hope and peace and love and know these things because God has, has intervened, because God has sent his son into the world, and we celebrate that today. So we're going to look at his word together in John chapter 1. It says in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. The darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light that came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and the people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, 
He gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray. Father, we ask now as we look at your word, that it would just remind us of, of the grace that we've been given, of the salvation and the joy that you bring through Christ. And today, Lord, that your word would just point us to this and, and our hearts would be in tune with you today, Father, that, that we would just be turned to, to worship you for these things because you truly are the light of life. And we want to celebrate that today. Help us to do that. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I love Christmas lights. Um, one of my favorite things is, is that um, a few years ago, I got to be a part of helping put up lights for people and then um, kind of became a little side job in, in Oklahoma where we put up lights for people. And I just loved doing it. I thought, this, was, this is great. I love to get my kids and, and family and we load up in the car and we drive around and we look at lights. Has anybody, do, has anybody done that this year? Several people have. Um, we love to do that. There was a neighborhood in Oklahoma that these people, I mean, they went way, way big. And we would go to this neighborhood every year and drive around. It was amazing. Some people said that some of the houses, they would spend tens of thousands of dollars of putting lights on their trees and, and around their houses. Stuff. It was just beautiful. And when the light shines in the darkness, that is, that's when you see the beauty of it. Uh, we never went in the daytime. That would be kind of lame, right? <laughs> Just show up in the daytime and see some, some plastic bulbs hanging in a tree. That was not it. It was when the light came into the darkness that it, it makes a difference, that there's something to be held. And what we see here and what we celebrate today is that that's exactly what Jesus did. In God's love, he sent his son to die. And this was the plan from the beginning. That's what it's talking about in the first few verses. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And we know that that word is Jesus. And he was there from the beginning. He was part of creating this world. And he was part of God's plan from the very beginning to come and dwell among his people. To be the light of Christmas. To be the light of life. That he would come and he would, he would be all of these things to us. Because we so desperately need him in our darkness. In the state that we come is, is not a state of light. It is a state of darkness. And the Bible tells us that. But what it shows us here in this passage is that the light is Jesus. And what it does is it reveals some things first about his character. We see that um, even in this verse. In verse 4 it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. We see that the light represents the character of Christ. It, it, when we think about the light of Christmas, we think about the light and how the Scriptures use that as a as a, a word picture of, of who Christ is, what he has done. First, it, it represents his glory. It represents the glory of God, as we know that Christ was the exact imprint of who God is as he come into the world as a revelation of the glory of God. Of the glory, is, is, it's the, the shining, it's the brightness that, that we see, it's, it's the perfect revelation of God. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6, the Bible tells us, for God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light 
of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hebrews tells us that he's the radiance of the glory of God, speaking of Jesus. He's the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the power or the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. This is who Jesus is. So when we speak of the light of, of Christ, one, it, it, it's representation of the glory that he comes in. There's no one else that holds or represents the glory of Christ. There's no one else who, who reflects perfectly the glory of God into this world to reveal that to our hearts. But that's what Jesus Christ has come, to proclaim the glory, the excellencies of Christ, of, of God to men. So he says, the life is the light, and the darkness does not overcome it. We also see that it's, it represents his deity, It says here in verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. What's it say in verse 8? He was not the light, um, but he came to bear witness of the light. So this person, John the Baptist, many people thought of him as as this unbelievable person, as this, this prophet. Even some of them thought he might have been the one who, who was supposed to be the Messiah, the sent one, the Christ. Um, but, but John the Baptist knew that that was not his role, that he was not the Son of God, and he would tell people that I've only come to tell you about. And John's place in this world was to come and, and make a way to, to tell people about the true light of Christ. Even himself, who was this great man, who, who the angels talk about him, and, and, and that, that he's sent specifically for this purpose, I mean, a, a, a wonderful story, an amazing person, but he says that he doesn't even have that light within him. As good as he was, he was not the light of Christ. The light of Christ was because Jesus was the Son of God being sent into this world. He was deity. He was like no other. John was just a man. He was an important man. He was an important man in scriptures. He was important uh, to pave the way to let people know of the coming kingdom and king who would reign, but he was no deity in himself. He was not the Son of God. He was not God, and it was just man. Isaiah 60 prophesies about this coming Savior and about this this restoration of God's people. In verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. There was something happening different. There would be something very different about this birth of Jesus. That, that we would know him as differently. This virgin birth. That there was something completely different about this baby. That he would empty himself, Philippians will tell us, and take the form of a man. To, to be a perfect sacrifice, to be all that God um, required him to be, but he was God in flesh. John 1.9 tells us that the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This was Jesus. Only Jesus could be this true light. No one else does, uh, could fulfill that role, could be this. And so the light represents who Christ is and his very character and essence. Um, we use that to picture the purity and the perfection of, of Christ. 
We see it at the glory of Christ. We see it in that he is like no other. The second thing we see in this passage is Jesus' light speaks of his purpose. His purpose to come and make a difference in our lives. It says that um, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. He tells us what this light is coming to do. It's coming to give life to men. It's coming to make a difference for mankind. There's a reason we celebrate as believers this season um, because we love what it represents is that Christ, that God would send his son to dwell in this earth. That's what verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That, That God himself would send Jesus for this moment and there was a greater purpose in it. And not that we would just have a Christmas to celebrate and trees to decorate and be mindful of a nativity scene, but that Jesus Christ was being born as a perfect sacrifice, a savior for mankind, and he's came to fulfill the purposes of God. We've been talking about this on Sundays. We've been walking through the life of Christ through the book of Mark. And we've seen so many times, so many amazing stories of just how Jesus interacts with people and how he shows his love towards others and how he does it so much differently than we do ourselves. But he shows that he came to fulfill the, the plan and purposes of God. Number one is to reveal sin. Light reveals things. Ephesians 2.13 says, But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. When light shines in the darkness, um, it reveals the things. When Christ came into this world, it was to reveal sin. It was to show us that we needed something better than ourselves. That we were, when we get represented in this story, it's not as light. It's as darkness. It's as the brokenness and sinfulness of our state. And we had to have something come and intervene on our behalf, and that's who Jesus is. So part of what he does is come and reveals, um, he reveals things to us. If you've had young kids, and young kids love flashlights. They love to, to go out at night. I got this really, I got this new flashlight a couple of months ago. It's so bright that it feels like, it, I mean, if you look at it, like you're just blinded. Um, and the boys love to go outside and shine it around and try to see what they can see. And, and all of a sudden, when they go out at night, it's not as creepy when they have this light, right? Because they can see it reveals things to us. Um, it, it just shows us stuff. That's what light does. It's natural. That's why it's such a, a great use here to talk about how Jesus reveals things to us. When our lives are laid next to Christ, Christ is perfection. He was the perfect son of God. He lived up to a standard that God required that we could not live up to. And it just shows our need for something better than us. And so the light reveals our sin. But the greater purpose is this, not just to reveal our sin, but to show that he is the savior of our sin, that he is our hope, That he is the love of God who's come. That he is the one who will establish peace instead of wrath. That he has come in this way so that man could know God's love. I love what Acts talks about in Acts 26. In verse 18 it says, He came to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light. and From the power of Satan to God. And they may receive forgiveness of sins. And a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ. Verse 23 says that, that the Christ must suffer and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to, the, to our people and to the Gentiles. 
that there's this purpose that Christ came, that he would come to proclaim light, that he would come to offer the salvation to the people of God and also to the Gentiles, to, to the whole world, that we would know and have an opportunity to believe in Christ. It says here in verse 9, the true light which gives light to everyone has coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. We've seen that in our studies, that there are so many times when Jesus says, he's here, and he says, I'm here for my kingdom, and I'm here to, to do the will of the Father, and people rejected him for these things. Verse 12, but to all who did who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's what Christ has come to do. He has come to be that Savior. He has come to introduce that sort of light into our lives. We have the opportunity to know the light, that's the third point here, that Jesus is the light for us to, to know him, to be accepted, an invitation to the light. That's what it's saying here is that he has given us the right to be called children of God. Isn't that beautiful? That, that you get to be called God's son or daughter. That you get to be a part of his family. Uh, we've had some friends that uh, have adopted kids and then um, before they had their own kids, and, and now they have, um, they found out they were having a baby, and they adopted two kids, and so all of a sudden they had uh, two newborn babies and, and a, a young little girl in, in their life, and, then, and I think they have six or seven kids now, but um, their life was just full uh, all of a sudden, and their desire was to love these kids and bring them into their family, and and the thing that's been amazing to watch is, as we've seen these kids grow up and become a part of this family that they are absolutely a part of the family. They are loved just like the other kids are loved. They are cared for just like the other kids are cared for. They are shown um, the, the love that this family has for them. And then it's the same way that God adopts us into his family. He brings us in through salvation so that we could know a heavenly father who has a greater love and a greater passion to share himself with us than any other human father we could ever know. And he's done this perfectly and he brings us into his family, and we have the right to be called the children of God because Jesus has brought the light into this world. Here's the one problem. The Bible tells us this, is that we love the darkness, that our human nature, that our flesh loves to remain in the darkness, to push away the light. Um, the longer that you're in darkness, the more you become accustomed to it. The more your eyes adjust, the more if we turned all these lights out and we just sat here for a little while. We might not be able to see at first, but eventually we'd be able to see. The Bible uses this as an illustration that, that when we stay in the darkness, sometimes we don't even realize what's missing. And that's kind of our, ourselves without Christ. Sometimes when we just continue to live in our sin and hang on to doing things our way instead of surrendering to Christ, and bringing that light into our lives, we don't even know what we're missing. John 12, 36 says, Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he's going. 2 Corinthians 4 says, in the case 
in their case, the God of this world has blinded minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. John 3.19 says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. This is our problem, is that we desire We desire things our way. And we can celebrate Christmas and we can talk about the joy of Christmas and all these things, but we can quickly allow all these things to just become about ourselves because that's our nature. That's our nature. That's what the Bible reminds us of. That's why the beauty of the light next to the darkness is that it shines so bright because the, the glory and the purity and the holiness of God is no comparison to, to even the best of man. The best of man, the Bible tells us, is filthy rags. This is nothing. It's nothing to celebrate. We celebrate the light of Christ. And here's what we know is the hope is in Jesus. Jesus is our invitation to come into the light. Verse 9 says, The true light which gives light to everyone is coming into the world. He has come into the world, the true light, to give light to everyone. This opportunity to believe. Verse 14, I want to read it again. It said, the word became flesh and dwelt among us that we have seen the glory. Glory as the only son from the father, full of what? Full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ has come to reveal the glory of God and to bring grace and truth. And what does that do? It gives us an opportunity to know him and know his love, to experience the grace of God and the forgiveness that he brings. We celebrate the light of Christ today because he is a light that's come into our life. He has come into the darkness. And he makes a difference. John 8, 12 says, When Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. That is what Christ has done for us. He has come to give us this opportunity to know him in this way. Today, we're not going to have an invitation. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to just in a moment stand and we're going to light the the center candle of this, which represents Christ. And and we're going to light our candles and and we're going to light them off. We're going to dim the lights and we're going to sing a song. But what I want us to do is be reminded, just in our hearts, of what Christ has done for us. I want us to just be taking this moment to worship, to sing, to pray, to, to thank God for coming into this world and not letting us stay in the darkness, but bringing light so that we may know the joy of Christ, that we may know the love of God, that we may experience his grace and his mercy 1 John 1, 6 7 says this, If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sins. God invites us. If you start looking up what light means in Scripture, you'll see Jesus, but you'll see an invitation to come be a part of that light you'll see continually the opportunity to come and to know him, for God to be revealed, for his love to be known, for you to experience the light in your life. 
We don't have to remain confused. We don't have to remain lost. We don't have to accept those things. I think it's interesting how we are with darkness even in our lives. When I lay my kids down at night and we turn the lights out, they want it dark so that they can sleep, but not too dark, right? (laughs) Like we're only comfortable with a certain amount of darkness. And so it's like we've got to, at first there's a little more light and it's like, well, let's turn this off or let's dim this or let's, you know, and, and we have to find this right adjustment because we only want a certain amount of darkness and a certain amount of light that we're comfortable with. And I think that we do that in our own lives with Christ. We say, well, I'm okay with this, and I'm okay with doing things this way, and I'll give you this, and I'll, I, I want light here, and I, I want to do my, things my way here, and I want to adjust and, and think through. That's not the way it works. When Christ comes into your life, he is the light, and your life is forever changed. He says, uh, you will not walk in darkness. And we will not continue in that. The blood of Jesus has, has changed us. It has cleansed us from our sins. And it has brought us into the light. And from that point on, from the moment that we give our lives to Christ and salvation, all of a sudden we get to reflect the light of God in this world. And we get to leave this place telling people about the joy of Jesus. Tell them about the love that God has for us. Tell them about what's different about us because we are no longer uh, stuck in our darkness, but we're illuminated by our lives that are hidden with Christ. And we get to represent Christ in this world. And we get to walk in the light and no longer in the darkness. And I want us to celebrate that today. I want us to be mindful. I hope that the word of God stirs your heart and reminds you of these things, that Jesus has come so that you can know light so that you can celebrate him today. We're going to pray together, and then we're going to stand. If you do not have a candle, um, there's a basket in the back uh, at this table. There's a few more candles there. We want you to get one, or we can bring one to you. Um, and, and we're going to um, conclude our service after we sing a song together. And we want you to know we love you, and we hope you have a Merry Christmas and enjoy time with your family today. And I am so thankful that you were here today just to take a moment to be reminded that we are here because of Christ. Let's pray. God, we love you. Lord, we're so thankful for your grace and your mercy. Lord, so thankful that the word says that you are the light of life and you have come to give us that light. Lord, that you didn't hide it, that you didn't keep it from us, Lord, that it's not far away, but you've brought it to us. And Lord, that you have have dwelt among us that we can know you, Lord. And that's what this holiday season is about, is is that you've come to be a part of our lives. Help us to, to, Lord, I just pray that our hearts know that, that, Lord, you reveal that truth to us, Lord. Help us to be mindful of that um, today and and forever, God. And, And, Lord, maybe whatever it is we need to do, Lord, just to surrender to that truth and, and Lord, that we would invite you into our hearts to our lives, Lord, that we would do that. But I just pray now that we would uh, continue to, to celebrate what you've done. Lord, as a church, we continue to be light in this community as we reflect you in this world. And we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name.